Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Horror Haven Podcast. I'm Sierra. I'm Dylan. And tonight we are going to talk about Halloween from 2007 and Halloween 2 from whatever the fuck year that shit came from. 2009. Everybody's favorite Halloween entries. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say this right out the bat. These movies, 10 out of 10. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. No, there are there are they are very controversial movies. So I'm I've I've been excited to talk about them because I feel like there's a lot to talk about. I feel like whenever we watch movies that we dislike, we have a lot more to talk about. Yeah, yeah. I think it's easier to shit on a movie than praise a movie. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to shit on the movie. I'm gonna definitely be critical with it. But I'm gonna... I, well, okay, this is a Rob Zombie movie. We can totally shit on it. It's not like it's, like, somebody's hard work in base. Like, it's... Not that it's not hard work, but it's, like, Rob Zombie is just, like, he might as well have a production company at this fucking point. Okay? It's not like he's just starting out and he's working towards it, like... Yeah, but I don't... This is Rob Zombie. I don't like to be, like, straight out, like, oh, this movie fucking sucks. I'll be nice. The, I do have some, some um, pl- positives. Yeah. I just, like, my general term for criticizing a movie is shitting on it. So, <laughs> so uh, before we jump into the episode, I do want to give a shout-out to our friend Joey's podcast that he just restarted. He, I, he did it a few years ago and stopped, but they just rebooted the podcast, um, Nimrod Horror. So you can find it on Spotify, and I'm not sure if it's on any other locations yet but it's definitely on spotify he was just on our cabin in the woods episode so you can hear him on that they just did an episode their first episode on rosemary's baby um which we haven't covered so you should definitely go listen yeah uh joey's an awesome guy and he's got a very diverse taste in horror movies so plus he whooped my ass at horror trivia (laughs) so i'm excited to see what else they put out and i highly suggest going to check out their show joey we're proud of you we're proud of you I'm going to cry. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so enjoy the episode. Perfect. Are you, you going to say or don't? No, and always enjoy it. Uh, you usually say or don't. Or don't. Okay. Halloween was released in 2007, um, actually on August 31st, so right around when this episode's about to come out. Uh, They did not release it on or around Halloween because they were afraid of it going up against Saw 4. Well, they both sucked. (laughs) Spoiler alert. Um, I haven't given away my rating yet, and I haven't ruined the ending yet, so I'm on a roll right now. Um, so the budget for this movie was 15 million and it ended up getting 80.3 million 
in box office. So it was successful. Essentially, yeah. I mean, it definitely made a lot more than a lot more than what it cost to make, but I feel it's like not that the the reviews were good. It just was successful in theaters. Yeah, um, which I saw in theaters when it came out. I did not. So, I did, and everybody was really mad at me because I kept saying what was going to happen next, and I pissed everybody off who was sitting with me. So we'll get into this a little bit when we start talking about the actual storyline for the movie, but I will say I did not see the movie in theaters. I saw it on... I bought it on DVD when it came out, mm-hmm. and I bought the unrated version because, you know, if there's a choice between theatrical and unrated, normally unrated's the way to go. Um... I've never watched the theatrical version of this movie, so when I was doing research for this episode, there's a lot of differences between this and Halloween 2, the director's cuts and the um, theatrical versions. Yes. Um, I think I saw both in theaters. You didn't see the unrated one. No, oh, no, Halloween no, 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 both yeah, movies Halloween in theaters. Did we see Halloween 2 in theaters together? You saw it without me. Um... God damn! I saw both of these in theaters. Yeah, you saw it without me, so I did not like... Who did I watch it with? Alex? I think you went with Alex, but I, I did not like this Halloween, so I had no desire to see the second one, and then you saw it and told me it sucked, uh-huh. and I was like, okay, I'm not, I, for this episode was the first time I watched Halloween 2. Dylan, you realize they say every horror movie sucks pretty much. Yeah, but it, it wasn't just you. It was, like, the general it was, consensus. It was also that probably it, before I formed an opinion enough to, to actually shit on horror Well, no, it, it wasn't just you. The general yeah. consensus and reception for Halloween 2 was that it wasn't good, yeah. Um, so, some things that I read about this movie. John Carpenter, Rob Zombie approached John Carpenter before making the movie because he said he felt he needed to say something to John Carpenter. Or that he, Oh, I'm remaking your movie. John Carpenter said to him to make the movie your own. Make it your movie. Like, do what don't, you want to do with don't it. Don't worry about what we did in the past. Don't worry about the sequels. Don't worry about anything. Make it your movie, which... That was the first mistake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At this point, House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects were already out. And, yeah, he definitely made this a Rob Zombie movie. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and and I'm not going to say that... I did Okay, I did say that that was your first mistake. I don't... I don't want to be that person that's like, remakes have to be exactly the same. I actually would prefer if they just didn't exist, which is a whole nother thing. But there has been decent remakes, and they don't have to follow the original completely, but I feel like this one went so unnecessarily vulgar. Yeah, we'll we'll get into it when we talk about the the story and everything. Fine. Um, Silence once again. (laughs) Um, So, another thing, producer Malik Akkad, he produced all of the Halloween movies. Um, he said to Rob Zombie, this is a quote, don't feel hindered by any of the rules we made in the past. I want this to be your vision and I want you to express that vision. Okay. So Rob Zombie was given the go ahead to do with this story what he wanted to. Um, there was a video that came out a couple years back, um, and a fan had asked John Carpenter what he thought of rob zombies remake yeah um john carpenter flat out said like fuck rob zombie he's a douchebag but he didn't say it because he didn't agree with the movies he said it because i guess rob zombie had done an interview on some tv show talking about 
Halloween, like the Halloween movies. Yeah. And he said in the interview that John Carpenter was very cold and like pissed off when he came to him and said, "Hey, I'm remaking Halloween," and like that John Carpenter did not approve of it at all. John Carpenter was like, "I don't know why he felt the need to lie." Yeah. So he, but then he went on to say that he feels that Rob Zombie completely like took away from what made the original Halloween. Good. Yeah, I agree. Um, he, he did bring up a good point, too, in the same video that I wanted to say, um, because they were talking about the state of horror movies and why remakes are so rampant, and John Carpenter had said, the reason remakes are so big right now are because studios don't have to spend ridiculous amount of money on marketing and advertising because they the name is recognizable exactly. already so they said he said which is a really good point that i really haven't thought of before i definitely have thought of <laughs> because every time there's a remake i'm like yep that's a money-making ticket right there well yeah but <laughs> you you have all these movies that are, come out and they're new ideas and a lot of them go under the radar because mm-hmm. they're not names that we're familiar with yeah where if you remake a movie that's beloved by like a whole generation before the name's out there, you don't have to... I think there's a different way to do that, though. I think that opposed to making remakes to use familiar names, what they could do use is add famous horror actors into more modern movies. Yeah. I think that that would attract, especially um, extreme horror fans, because if you go to conventions, people really care about the actors a lot. Yeah. So I think that if they focus more on having maybe like cameos of more famous or known horror actors I think that they would get the same type of response maybe not to the same extent but I think it would still help yeah I can see that stop the remakes (laughs) so um a few things I wanted to add in here Rob Zombie when he was making the movie he felt that Michael Myers much like Freddy Jason all the big slashers weren't scary anymore because audiences were familiar with those characters and when you see them so much they become less and less scary. So what he wanted to do was show an origin of Michael Myers to show just how dark and sadistic and mm-hmm. s- like psychologically fucked yes. Michael Myers was. Um, I can't say that I agree with that because I'm more of a the don't give an explanation. Yeah. Just, yeah. And I think it's the same thing that Texas Chainsaw 3D did where you kind of get this like sympathy with the character to an extent and it's just... Mm-hmm not necessary to make a scary killer absolutely um i think had they not done an origin i think one one of the strengths that i'll give this movie which i know that um a lot of people complain about is i thought that michael myers in the first one at least was very scary the Mm -hmm. big giant tall michael myers where a lot of people are like oh he's just supposed to be a normal guy like but like that's an see so it goes back to when we were talking about how he's like make the movie your own do what you want to do yeah. with it you know that's something that you can change with it yeah. it's like okay so scarier is a bigger darker stronger being yeah because tyler main who played that's going to be more threatening yeah because tyler main who played michael myers i think today is the tallest actor to play him and he's six foot eight mm-hmm. that's so real tall yeah fuck so I think that that presence enough is enough to make him scarier without adding this whole origin. I don't like the. Again, when we talk about the story, we'll get into it. But um, Rob Zombie wanted adult Michael Myers to say "boo" in the finale 
the baby's name when he sees Laurie Strode. Mm-hmm. And um, this was, like, frowned upon because Michael Myers isn't supposed to talk. Mm-hmm. Um, he also wanted to leave the motives ambiguous, which you had pointed out when we watched the movie. It doesn't really say if he's going back to kill Laurie Strode or to just find her to be a family again. Mm-hmm. Um so he purposely wanted to do that, to leave that mystery there, so you don't know what he's going to do. And then kill that mystery in the second one. Well, he kind of killed it in the first one, because it showed yeah. that he wasn't... Yeah. Um, fun facts. Emma Stone auditioned for the role of Laurie Strode. Yeah, I think she's too nice. Um, Daniel Panabaker, also for Laurie Strode. Is she a Disney one? Yeah. So she auditioned for it, mm-hmm. and... Scout Taylor Compton was the one that got the role. Scout Taylor Compton auditioned for the Friday the 13th remake, and she lost that to Daniel Panabaker. So, <laughs> kind of... They swapped movies, got yeah, it. essentially. Um, initially, Rob Zombie wanted Sherry to play Linda, Lori's one friend. But she's just too old. He, he said he wanted... Uh, he also wanted her to play Deborah, which she did, Deborah Myers, because mm-hmm. she was tall, and he wanted that to be the explanation to why Michael was tall. But it's I don't it's think bullshit. anybody would have questioned it because his dad wasn't in the picture. It, it's bullshit anyway. Rob mm-hmm. Zombie just wanted to put Sherry Moon in his yeah, movie. Yeah, he likes it. And which, hey, if he wants to show off his hot wife, he can show <laughs> off his hot wife. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, so in the original ending of the movie, Loomis convinces Michael to let go of Lori, and Michael's shot down by the police. Which I'm wondering if this was like a deleted scene or like an alternate ending on the DVD because remember when we watched the movie, I had said, oh, I thought that that's how it ended was he yeah. got shot down by the police and that wasn't what happened. So I'm wondering if it was on the DVD and I just watched it when it was on the DVD. Um, the mental asylum plot where Michael's a kid mm-hmm. and everything. So when the original Halloween came out, it had to, par- parts of it had to be trimmed down to be put on TV. So John Carpenter reshot scenes of young Michael in the mental hospital to put, like, fill the gaps so that it could be on TV. So that's what the whole origin beginning was supposed yeah. to be. Um, when Rob Zombie pitched this movie to the Weinsteins, um, he had pitched it to be two movies initially. He wanted to have one full movie as the origin story. Yeah. And then the sequel to be the remake Adult. of the, the remake of the first yeah. one. Which is why when you watch the movie It feels like you're watching It feels two. like you're watching two different movies, which we had discussed when we were watching yeah. the movie. And I feel like that really kinda takes away from the movie a little bit. Mm-hmm. But that's all I have for facts okay. on the first one. We'll we'll dive into the story. So we'll start out it, it starts out showing Michael and his home life, and he's got a stepdad who's a piece of shit. And this is where I agree with you, and it's brought in that you you get right from the beginning that this is just vulgar and fucked up, and all of the dialogue and it's just fuck, fuck, pretty fuck. much the first like thirty minutes of this thir- movie are just like the most fucked up things that you could think of. Yeah, and I, I, like the stepdad makes makes like a weird comment about his stepdaughter. Having a nice ass. Yeah, like, and, and like, Sherry Moon's, or the character's reaction, Deborah Meyer, whatever, her reaction is, like, he, like, it, it, it was just, like, a very trashy situation, and it's, like, 
I just don't think it was necessary because if, it, if the kid was born with a s psychopathic tendencies, they're there, you know? And I just don't think that it was all that necessary to do it. I think it was almost trying to victimize Michael Myers in the beginning to show that this is why he's fucked up, is he has this messed up home life. I think that but they could have they... showed a messed up home life without it being so... Yeah. Like, I'm just... like, it's like fine, like, f say fuck, whatever, but it's... Okay, so there's one line. Uh, there's one line in this part where I, I I laugh every time I hear it because Ronnie, who's uh, Michael's stepdad, says to Deborah, like, "Oh, I'll come over there and skull fuck the shit out of you." And I'm just picturing like Rob Zombie like writing that line and just be like, "Yeah, yeah, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, I think that sounds good." And it's right up there next to the lyrics to Dracula. Yeah. So. And then, like, the daughter, and this is only in the unrated version, but the, the daughter, um, Judith, makes a comment like, oh, eggs are just chicken abortions, and they have this whole conversation. I was like, why, why is this necessary? Like, yeah, I, I feel like there's no real rhyme or reason other than to establish that they're trashy. Yeah. And I think that the house and the way that they looked was enough to establish that they were trashy, plus the mother's a stripper. Yeah, which, again, like... It's just unnecessary stuff that had to be added to it, it was, to, for yeah. it to make it a Rob Zombie movie. And if you took all of that out, it would have been interesting. You could have had an interesting movie and then remove the Halloween title from it and make it its own. Because the, the storyline, the the basic outline of the storyline is interesting to me. So, you know, without going deep into the scenes, you, you pretty much have a child that has psychopathic tendencies already. He's, he's killing shown, animals. Yeah, it's shown him killing his hamster, or rat in the beginning of he's the He's being teased and bullied in school mm -hmm. um, because of his mother's career choice. Mm -hmm. He's doesn't have any um, understanding of right from wrong. He doesn't understand that killing people isn't okay, and he, he's okay, like, he has no reaction to it. You know, so... You have you follow him through the psych, the psych ward, and you know sometimes he's this innocent child, and sometimes he doesn't talk, and he's very dark, and he hides behind masks and stuff like that. That whole thing is like really interesting. It's to an me. interesting like character study, and it would be yeah. a really cool fucking movie if they kind of just stuck to that storyline and didn't, didn't make, make it a Halloween yeah. movie. I think that while like you know. You don't get children killers a lot in horror. Mm -hmm. It's not a huge thing that happens, and if it is, it's usually like ghost kids or something like that, or like possessed children because you have like the omen where mm -hmm. it's like Damien, the son of the devil, whatever. But you don't really just get a lot of movies dealing with psychopathic children. So I think that this could have been a really fucking cool storyline, really unique and interesting, which it was unique. It just ne wasn't necessarily great. It was just the vul the vulgarity of it overshadowed everything else. Yeah, and, and well, that that's the biggest issue I think I had with this movie, and the fact that there's they sh they shouldn't have gone past his childhood. I do not. I, I firmly believe that it should have just been focused on him young. I think that that would have been a much more interesting storyline. See, I'm the opposite. I think. <clears throat> but, but I'm not. I'm not saying as a Halloween movie. I'm saying oh, as, as a standalone. Yeah. Yeah. We've seen Halloween. We've seen the man in the in the freaking William Shatner mask killing people. We've seen yeah. that a million times. What I'm saying is that I like the idea of having a totally different storyline in a different movie. Yeah. I think that the idea behind it was good, and, and maybe Rob Zombie should have just done it as 
an original film. Well, it's just like, I, I stand by what I said before, is just that it was unnecessary to show why Michael Myers was the way he was, or show him slowly becoming this big, brutal killer. Mm-hmm. It, I didn't need to see that. Um, I, I did have some more complaints with the movie. Um, so, the scene, it shows him at school, and these bullies are picking on him. He gets in a fight with them, and this is where it's revealed that he has these, like, he's killed animals. Um, mm-hmm. Right, because they find a dead cat in his backpack. Hey guys, post-episode editing Dylan here, and I just want to say, I know, I fucked up, I said Michael McDowell and not Malcolm McDowell, um, I guess I was just mixing up Michael Myers and Malcolm McDowell, but I know the difference before you guys can attack me and say, oh, you fucked up, blah, 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 I got it, thanks guys, enjoy the rest of the episode. Yeah, so Sam Samuel Loomis comes in, which is played by Michael McDowell, and this was one thing that I will say I I liked about the movie, this movie, because Halloween two they completely flushed his character down the fucking toilet. But yeah. Michael McDowell as Sam Loomis, I was completely behind for this movie at least. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so this scene as another one, I feel like it was kind of fan serviced in, but. They used the soundtrack for the original Halloween, but they put it into parts where it really, to me, did not fit. So there's this part, and Sam Lewis is telling um, Deborah about all the things like, oh, we want to keep an eye on Michael and stuff. And Michael walks out and just runs down the hallway, and the dee 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 starts playing while he's running down the hallway, like out of nowhere. And I'm like... Uh, Really? Yeah, but I, I do feel that the reason they did that was to foreshadow that he was going to murder somebody. You know what I mean? Because, like, the next scene was him beating the shit out of kids with a tree stump. Yeah. I, so I think it was, like, I think that the purpose was to foreshadow that that was going to happen. But, like... Which you said that you thought that that scene was really creepy. The, it, it was pretty the, uncomfortable to the watch. The tree one? Yeah. Yeah, okay, so that scene... He fucked up Junie from Spy Kids. <laughs> That's what he gets for being Butterfingers. Butterfingers. <laughs> um, no, yeah, that scene was 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 really... Um, it was really dark. It was really fucked up because you were, like, literally watching him batter a kid over and over again with, uh, with the branch of a tree. And, like, the kid's begging him to please stop. I'm sorry. You know, whatever. The whole spiel. There's, like, blood pouring out of his mouth. There's, like, dark dark almost dried blood on his face which it probably shouldn't have been dried it was a very quick scene but it was looking mm-hmm. kind of like that but it doesn't matter i'm being nitpicky with that um you know he's begging for his life and you, there's nothing nothing behind the kid's eyes yeah. that i will say i think that the child actor was wonderful yeah. who played mike myers yeah he did good too i, I think he was I think fantastic ma- a majority i would say of the acting is well done. I think uh, Scout Taylor Compton as Laurie Strode in this one. Yes. I I, I liked, she takes a huge yeah. character change. Yeah, I liked her in this. Um, Daniel Harris as Annie. In this, no, Annie. I liked her in the second one yeah, too. Yeah, I liked her as Annie. I liked her better in the second one actually. Yeah. It, it's almost like they swapped characters. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, oh, that was another thing too that I didn't say was um. Initially, when Rob Zombie wanted Sherry to play Linda. He wanted, when they first started playing this out, he wanted Daniel Harris to play Laurie Strode. Okay. So. But, like, Sherry Moon is way older than them. 
Danielle Harris is... She was 29 when they made this movie. Yeah, I guess she looks younger, though. Yeah. Like, Sherry... I guess Sherry Moon looks pretty... Like, now she's older, but, like, at that this point, she did, I guess, look pretty she young. Did, I don't think she would have passed... She looked young, but I don't think she would have passed as high schooler. No. Where, no, like, like maybe Daniel like Harris and the girl who played Linda, they were older. They were, like, late 20s, but they looked like high schoolers to me. Yeah. I don't look like a high schooler. Um, Scout Taylor Compton, I think, was, like, 19 when, when this one came out. So what she a was, name. Yeah. What were her parents thinking? I don't know. Did she have famous parents? I don't know. I don't think so. Um, but yeah, I, I think that the kid, Michael Myers, was, was well done. Um, so the next scene, his mom goes out to strip and he kills his stepdad, his sister, her sister's boyfriend. Wait, we need some more background information on that. He killed, he, he's supposed to go trick-or-treating. Yeah. And his mom's stripping, and his sister's supposed to take him, but she's fucking her boyfriend upstairs, who has a bad wig, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Awful wig. Um, and the stepdad's being a shit stepdad downstairs, kind of like teasing him, right, about killing animals and how that's yeah. fucked up or whatever. So he tapes his stepdad to the chair and slits his throat, mm-hmm. and then goes upstairs, or then he waits for the boyfriend to come downstairs to make a sandwich. Hits him with a bat. Hits him with a bat over and over again, and he's like in a pool of fucking blood, and then he goes upstairs and kind of like rubs his sister's thigh awkwardly, and then slashes her like a bunch of times so until this, she dies. So this really is another complaint I had. Graphic. Is- we know from the original movie what's going to happen. We know he's going to kill his sister and his sister's boyfriend. And they just drew this scene the out. The boyfriend wasn't in the original. It was yeah. just the sister. She was fooling around with her boyfriend in the beginning of the movie. I thought she was like in the room just like I'm pretty sure she changing. was fooling around with her boyfriend. No, I'm pretty sure she wasn't. But I'll accept you. Um, I'll, I'll let the crowd decide <laughs> who's right. So, uh... But, like, we know they're going to die. Mm-hmm. And it's just so drawn out. It's, like, maybe, like, a ten-minute scene of him. And he's just, like, walking behind her and slash, slash, slash. And she's crawling on the floor. And I'm like, just fucking get on with it. It like, was for the gore. <laughs> that, that, that's what it was for. They wanted to do shock effect. Yeah. I mean, it had to live up to Saw 4. <laughs> so, <laughs> so this movie... So, afterwards, it, it goes to the psych ward. And it, this is... That's again, my favorite part of the movie is in the psych ward is with Kid Meyer, honestly. It, it's interesting, but it, it like you said, not as a, a Halloween movie. No, um, no, but I did like like um, watching him slow, like the interviews. See, the thing and, is, is I, I thought it was. This is what I think is like the kid is in and out of like san- sanity. You know what I mean? Like sometimes he seems he's like a kid. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't kill anybody. Like mm-hmm. I just want to go home and be with my family. You know. And, like, he, like, there's, like, a point where he asks how his sister's doing. Like, he's unaware that she's dead. Yeah. And um, then it's, like, he starts making the, the masks, and he wears the masks, and when he wears the masks, he doesn't really talk, or he says he wears them because he's ugly and people want to see him, things like that. And it's just kind of, like, um, you can see how he's, ooh, that was, that was nice. If you guys hear the thunder, that's not Sound effect. effects, yeah. That's, that's natural. Um... You know, you can kind of see him slipping, like, deeper and deeper into it. And honestly, I think that a lot of it... I'm, like, talking about this, this person like he's a real child, but um, it seems like the... Well, it's interesting the because longer it, it was he's done away well from, enough. The, the longer he's away, f- away from social 
social anything, any social interaction, the worse he's getting, and his mom's visiting weekly, and then she kills herself, and it's like, well, it's, he it's just funny. shuts down completely. It's funny, because you said you're talking about him like he's a real child. Mm-hmm. I think that it, that is a strength that this has, is that it's a character study to where you're seeing all these aspects, mm-hmm. and it does make you feel like you're watching yeah. An actual like they have the side interviews mm-hmm. and Loomis's conversations with him, and it, it is it's it's well done, just not as a Halloween. Movie. Yeah. Now, um, the way this transitions over to the remake aspect is it shows throughout the years um, Michael's conversations with Loomis. Loomis tells him that he can no longer talk to him. He's leaving. He's done everything he can, but Michael hasn't said anything to him. And I really like this conversation too because. Loomis tells him, like, you haven't said a word to me in, like, 15 years, and I still consider you my best friend, Mm -hmm. and that's how fucked up my life is, and it's really interesting, because Loomis's character, he didn't give up on going there and talking to him, you know? Well, he eventually Until until this point, yeah. Yeah. But, um, so the way this transitions is Michael breaks out, and he... Kills Danny Trejo? He goes back to... Haddonfield, and mm-hmm. that's where it goes into the remake of the first movie. Now, like I had said earlier, I had only seen the unrated version of this movie. Now, in the unrated version of this movie, the way Michael breaks out of the psych ward is these two orderlies take this catatonic girl that just got admitted, and they go into Michael's room, and they just start raping her and, like, fucking with Michael. And it's literally... I, I looked at Ciro when we were watching this, and I'm like... There's what the Rob is, Zombie. Not even that. It's like, what is the fucking point of this? This does not add to the story at all. It's just like, let's throw some rape in. Because why Why not? Now, the theatrical version of this movie, he breaks out because they're, transfer him, they're transferring him to another prison, and he kills the guards that are transferring yeah. him, steals the keys, and he breaks out. Um, That's see, better. That, I haven't seen that, but that sounds so much fucking better. Mm-hmm. So, why? Like, this it, is the, there's no reason I, for it. I have. I feel like there's, you know, there's a few different types of horror fans out there. There's the people that want the really fucked up gore, whatever. Shock value type Shock stuff, value, yeah. and then there's the people that want a good story. Which I respect, but Halloween was never about gore is, and is like, shock. Honestly, the reality of it is like. If you can't make a horror movie scary without using tons of blood and vulgarity, are you... How good are you at what you're doing? Yeah. Like, I'm not... I love Rob Zombie movies. His original movies, I, I love them. Because they're his, and if that's the route he wants to go with them, that's his... Tr- that, you know, that's wonderful, and that's but his But I've style. had the same complaints about his other movies mm-hmm, as well. The vulgarity. Because, like, like, I'd said when we covered Lords of Salem, that I think Lords of Salem technically is the best movie that he's done apart from the shitty ending where yeah. it's just a total like psychedelic vulgary, vulgar nude, nude yeah, yeah. Um, like everything almost feel okay, so this is this is rob zombie this is describing his movies in a nutshell dirty strip clubs that's the theme that's <laughs> i had said too i was like is it a requirement to be in a rob zombie movie that you can't shower for two weeks yeah because everybody in the movie just looks they greasy look and like greasy, dirty yeah. yeah which is fine that's his style it's just like i don't know <laughs> so now we get into the remake aspect of this movie and i enjoyed it because it stuck pretty close to the 
original for a while. Um, it did add in the whole Laurie Strode is actually his sister, which didn't come up in the originals until right, the, second until one. the second one. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was a good way. But she didn't know that, right? Until the second one. Right. I thought it was a good way to kind of change up the ending a little bit to still keep it interesting. Kind of like what the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake did. Mm-hmm. Um, the 2003 movie, they didn't have the dinner scene or anything because they had said there's no way that we're going to be able to live up to that scene. So we're going to add something in that's our own. And that's where they had the whole slaughterhouse chase with um, Aaron. But that's besides the point. You know, I, I think never it, really thought about that movie missing the dinner face scene. Because they did a, a well enough job yeah, it of was, changing it. Was, it was it. enjoyable. Yeah. yeah. So, and I, I think that this is similar. I mean... At the end of the original, Michael gets shot, he falls out the window, and they look down and he's gone. Yeah. Which is eerie, and it sets up for the sequel. And this, Michael takes Lori, and they go to the old house, and he's, you know, showing her the picture of her as a baby, which I don't know how it didn't click to her then, which I guess if she didn't know she was adopted, it would just be kind of like, where did you get a baby picture of me? Kind of thing. But, um... She there's just a didn't whole put chase two and two together. There's a whole chase throughout the house which I, I again I think it was well done. Mm-hmm. Um but I think it relied too much again on Michael just being this brute force where he's just breaking through walls mm-hmm. and ripping shit off like ripping yeah. doors down and stuff where you could have had a tense chase scene of her just hiding in this house and him trying to find her mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um the closet scene. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think that that's where I agree with John Carpenter, where everything that made the original vision of Michael Myers scary was lost in this. Do you remember when we were at the Mad Monster? Was it Mad Monster? No, it was Days of the Dead, and we asked Nick Castle. No, not us, but they asked Nick Castle how he felt about the Rob Zombie remake, and he was just like... Uh, like, yeah, he said that it was he watched. Really awkward. He said he didn't watch the second one, and the first one he fast forwarded through. Yeah, like he was very like didn't want to say anything bad about it, but like. But he said the same thing. He said he didn't like that they made Michael this big, brooding presence. Yeah. So I mean, I guess I'm kind of contradicting myself because I liked, said earlier you liked that, that it was. It was eerie. I think it was. It's visually. I think it was fine. I think it's. They do it with all the month, the, all the, the franchise killers. So at some point, they become immortal, or they become super strong, or they become, you know. But my thing is like, why? Why is Michael super strong? He, it's not like he's working out in that psych ward all day. He's making masks, and homeboy is strong enough to rip doors down and shit. But he will crochet you a blanket. No, <laughs> <laughs> arts and crafts, Michael. Yeah. So. There's that overall, uh, the movie ends with Lori shooting michael mm-hmm. and walking down the street being like i killed him oh no wait that was the beginning of the second one yeah whoops whoops <laughs> it leads right into it but yeah yeah we watched them pretty close together too so that's mm-hmm. fine but um yeah so overall i think there were more weaknesses and strengths I agree. there were some strong points uh-huh but that what's your rating and then i'll tell you the imdb score okay well, i'll tell you my rating too but i don't i feel bad 
being mean to this movie because I don't want to be that person that's like, it's a remake, so I hate it. And I, I don't feel like that's my reasoning for not liking it. I, I used to really love the Halloween movies, but I'm not super attached to them anymore, so I don't think it would really make a difference for me. See, it's hard for me to tell where this falls. I am sure that it's low, but I haven't watched the Halloween movies in probably, I like the Halloween probably movies. over 10 years. I really like them a lot. Um, it was before we were together that I watched like four, five, six yeah. Resurrection yeah, H2O. I haven't time. watched them in a long time. Pro but I shockingly remember H2O like a motherfucker. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so. So it's I would been like over to, 12 years. I would like to cover all of them on the show because I do want to kind of get an idea of like where each movie falls. Where we kind of well, like what we, we did we with Friday the 13th. Yeah. yeah. Well, so with this, my big issue with it is that um, the unnecessary vulgarity of it. I, I, I can't I can't say enough that that turns me off to a horror movie. Scare me. Don't don't shock me with bad words and boobs. I'm not impressed. Like, Sherry Moon, I've seen you naked probably more than your husband has at this point. <laughs> For real. Um, I just, you know, I really love the child actor who played Michael. What's his name? Do you know? Uh, it's like, it's a weird, it's like a Swedish name. It's like Dig Firth or something like that. I like him. He's He was he did a really good job, and I would have really liked to see that movie. Um, Rob Zombie, if you want to make that movie, do it. But... Cut down on your vulgarity, man. It's not important. Um, for this movie. No, yeah, for this movie. It I'd works say for, for Devil's like, Rejects. Because yeah. it is a dirty, that is a raunchy, dirty, like, rough movie, you yeah. know? So it fits. And that's, like, Lords of Salem, most of it wasn't like that. Right. You know? Um, even 31, most of it wasn't like that. You so have to like, sell me a believable movie. So if you're making something like Devil's Rejects, where you have these fucked up serial killer families, I'm going to expect that behavior from you. Yeah, them. exactly. But you just have these, like, normal people having the most inappropriate... Uh, Halloween 2. The whole, the beginning of the movie, they're bringing the body... They're bringing Michael's body to the well, morgue. Why are we talking about 2? Well, I'm just, like, bringing it yeah. up as an example. They're bringing Michael's body to the morgue, and the coroner, who's played by Richard Brink, is like, yeah. talking about fucking the dead body and it's like why why nobody no normal person is just sitting there having this conversation no. not everybody in the world is this fucked up and you're painting it literally as every Doesn't character you wonder how Rob zombie grew up i'm looking into his life every character <laughs> in this town is apparently just like a piece of shit it's not like that yeah no but so i would if I'm rating the movie as a whole, not on two separates, I'm going to give it, like, a three. Okay. A three-point one. What would you rate each half? The first... The, okay, if I could take out the, like, first scene where he's home and just, like, from school through the psych ward and all that and, like, the killing of his family, that whole beginning part up until his mother dies, I would give, like, a six. And then the second part would be, like, a negative three. Really? So that it would equal three, yeah. I, I liked, I liked the story of the child. <sighs> I just thought it was so fucking different. And I, no, do I like it as a Halloween movie? No, but I like that the best because I've seen Halloween. So yeah. obviously, I like. I don't need to see a different Halloween. I could just watch the original one if I want to watch Halloween. Yeah, but my so. thing is, if you're gonna make a remake, make it well. And I, I, I do think that the second part of this movie was the strong point 
So I, I think it's interesting. Yeah, but like the, uh, I like having this debate with you right now. Okay. I get what you're saying, and look, yeah, I'm, the, I'm those saying the scenes first, in the psych ward are so fucking good. They are, but it's I'm rating this as a Halloween movie, not as a, a a movie movie. So I'm looking at it as Michael Myers, and it's not. It's completely out of character. I'm gonna stick with the three. That's fine. Can I grab myself in Arizona while you do yours? Sure. Cool. I'm gonna give it a three point five. Do you want one? No. Um, I'm gonna give this a three point five, and pretty much for the reasons I said, it it doesn't feel like a Halloween movie. It feels like a Rob Zombie movie, and I'm I'm a fan of Rob Zombie's original work, but to take something. I don't. I don't want to sound kind of like prissy, like "Oh, they ruined my franchise." Because it, I'm not a huge Halloween fan, but I do have expectations for a Halloween movie, and this just didn't meet them. Um, I think that the remake would, like the remake portion of it, was well done because they were true to the original. They didn't make it this whole big fucked up thing. Um, I'm going to stick with a 3.5. So that'll give it an average of a 3.25. So 3.3. And that's fair. The IMDb rating is a 6.1. Fuck, we higher are th- Higher than what I expected it Just to be. Just wait for the second one. <laughs> so, Halloween 2. Alright, so Halloween 2 was released in 2009. Um, it has a budget of $15 million, so the same budget as the first one. Uh, this one only did $39 million at the box office, which it more than doubled what it took to make it but not the turn half yeah (laughs) exactly people Um, learned so originally rob zombie was not going to return for the second one he said that making the first one like really tired him out it took a toll on him because he worked so hard on it so he didn't want to return for the second one so did you see my eyes roll up that comment (laughs) so the studio i mean if you think about it this came out two years after the first one. Rob Zombie usually his movies take a, there's a wide gap where he takes yeah, a lot true. of time. There's like probably at least five. Years so to jump time. back into it when he usually he's taking like a pretty long break to tour and you know make yeah. weird psychedelic rock music. But um, so the studio hired the filmmakers who made the French movie Inside, which we have not watched, but it's French extremists, bloody gory, fucked up kind of movie those french man <laughs> they know how to party <laughs> lose a couple world wars and all of a sudden <laughs> everything's gore <laughs> it's all right so um we're not holding grudges they were gonna do it the studio convinced rob zombie to come back and work on the sequel because after a year off he decided that he had it in him to go and make it um i read a couple of different things some said that the uh the studio like really tried to convince him to do it and some things said that he wanted to return to make the second one because he didn't want anybody to ruin the vision he had for the first one did you find any notes on whose idea was the horse no (laughs) so god um, damn it dylan you failed me again so uh regardless rob zombie returned um i will say that they did plan to make a third one halloween 3d and it was finally in 2012 canceled Thank Rob God. Zombie was not going to return to make that one, but they were still going to make a Halloween 3D. Yeah, that doesn't seem like Rob Zombie's bag. Yeah. Um, so, Rob Zombie, when making this movie, 
wanted to focus mainly on all of the characters that had survived from the first one and how the events of the first one changed them. So, in the movie, he made Loomis a sellout, douchebag, yeah, who, who was trying to sell his book and really outed yeah. who his sister was. Yeah. Um, Lori, he wanted to show, had similar psychotic issues to Michael Myers, and he wanted the f- events of the first one to kind of be like a trigger that sets off these mental issues that she has. Mm-hmm. Um, and her friend just gets real responsible. Yeah. Annie. Annie. She so. got some scars up on her face, but she's she's a queen. Um, so... John Carpenter's score was only used in the final scene of the film because they said they didn't feel that it fit anywhere else in the movie, which I wish they did with the first one because, like I said, it really doesn't feel like it fits in the first one. With the, yeah. Um, Laurie was given the name Angel to make her the opposite of Michael Myers, which I don't understand too much because as the movie goes on, they try to make it that she's similar to Michael, so I don't understand why they gave her that name to make her the opposite. They gave her that name because her mom was a stripper. <laughs> You're fucking kidding me! Um. So in the director's cut, no, I'll, I'll get to it because it, it's the ending. Yeah. Um. So this one, the opposite. I've not seen the unrated version, but I've seen the theatrical version, and there's a lot of differences between the two, like I said earlier. Um. So. Rob Zombie stated, the, the movie starts out, because I, I really don't have much background besides that, um, we'll jump right into the movie. The movie starts out with, right where the first one leaves off, Lori's walking down the road, she's got a gun, and, she said and she, I Sheriff, them. Sheriff Brackett shows up. Which is Annie's dad. It's Annie's dad, he's played by Brad Dorf, which we didn't touch on in the first one, but... That's Chucky. Yes. Voice of Chucky in the Child's Play movies. No, he's the doll. It's Chucky. I was kidding, <laughs> oh. because you, you specified the voice of Chucky. I was being funny. Yeah. Um, Does he play? He's the actual. He played Charles Lee Ray, also. Yeah. Um, He does look like he'd be a honky tonk (laughs) sheriff, doesn't he? He fits that role well. So, uh, it it shows Myers' body being transported. Michael Myers wakes up. He's still alive. He breaks out of the um, car after they hit a cow. The, the coroners are driving the car, and they hit a cow. They were too busy talking about the weird. Necrophilia. Yeah, but were. I'm kind of like, why? Like, it's kind of random to just run into a fucking cow. Um, Lori is brought to the hospital. Annie's also brought to the hospital. And there's this whole, like, 20 to 30 minute sequence in the hospital. Where we still don't know if it's a dream or not. Well, it shows that it's a dream after 30 minutes, but you're led to believe this whole time that it was real. Um, it, it, it was supposed to be a dream, which big complaint for me you just wasted 30 minutes on my, of my time on a dream. a dream fucking really i guess it's, i guess it was the beginning of her mental breakdown though so, so um there there's been talk that rob zombie put this in as like a homage to the original halloween 2 which all took place in the hospital mm-hmm. um rob zombie stated that that's not true and he stated that he is not a fan of the original halloween 2 so do be, with that information what you will. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's he's he has the right to not like it. Yeah. So, I, I think that 
having that whole beginning hospital scene took away from the movie because then after that it jumps right into what all these characters are doing and I looked at Sierra and I'm like I don't know what the fuck's going on right now it it was so simple but at the same time it was so stupid that I was like there's no way that that's what it was it's exactly what it was so Lori is living with Annie now which their house looks like a complete shithole on the inside yeah the walls are all spray painted and like they have like posters of Charles Manson and it says like and Charlie we trust and there's just like all like not oh and and this is my favorite part of this movie okay fucking Lori Strode is like a punk rock queen now yeah she's fucking cool as hell it's like it's not even the same character yeah exactly like it was a total you could have showed a mental breakdown just because she's going crazy and she's like having anxiety and panic attacks and shit does not mean that she's going to totally change so like in, that. In the unrated versions from what I read, um, there's scenes throughout this movie that were taken out of the theatrical version because they wanted people to like Lori's character more. But in the unrated versions, the director's cut, there's scenes where Lori just like completely loses it on people. She flips out at Annie in one scene. She flips out at her psychiatrist and calls mm-hmm. her, oh, you're fucking crazy. You're a fucking crazy bitch. There's the psychiatrist. So they took all that out, which I, I can understand, I guess, why. But at the same time, I don't because they wanted to make Lori a likable character and I couldn't stand her in this movie. Yeah, like she just seemed like, no. I just think that it was like, there was no way that you were even going to feel the same connect that you had with her with the, in the first one because she is a totally different character. She's not a wounded version of the same character. She's just a different character. Exactly. She's written totally different. And this, so the unrated version, everything takes place two years after the first one, and for some reason in the theatrical one, they changed it to one year later. So this is supposed to be one year later, and she's just like, com- it's just a completely different person. Um, so the movie really, it, it does exactly what Rob Zombie set out to do, which was show how the characters were affected from the first one. But essentially what you get is a combination of Laurie Strode's really weird, fucked up dreams, which really don't make sense because like one of them, she dreams pretty much a complete reimagining of how Michael Myers killed his whole family in the first one, but yeah. it's her doing it. And it's like, is there kind of like a paranormal connection here to where she's seen? Because there's no way she would have known every detail she like that. She wouldn't have remembered it even if she was there and she wasn't in the rooms with him. Exactly. So it really didn't make sense. Um, I didn't even touch on Michael Myers. They threw in this whole plot point of... He has a nice beard. They, they threw in this whole plot point of a white horse and the white horse was going to lead him home. So the whole movie, he's seeing his mom with this white, white horse, dress. and his yeah, with and his mom's in a white dress, and she's kind of just instructing him. Oh, on and what he to also do. sees himself as a child. So pretty much, it's like he he sees himself as a child, and the child's version of himself is talking to his mom and saying, "Can we bring Boo home and be a family again?" Mm-hmm. So it makes it out that his intention is not to hurt Laurie Strode. It's to bring her home, but, like, I don't think he can bring her home unless he kills her. 
because his family's dead. Well, he tried to bring her home mm-hmm. in the first one, and she fought back. Yeah. I think essentially what Rob Zombie was extremely successful with is creating mommy issues that Mike Myers didn't have. So now he's just a Jason Voorhees yeah. wannabe. You had brought that up. He's essentially Jason Voorhees because the whole movie is like Lori, or not Lori, um, Deborah. Deborah following her. like, oh, kill them. Like, you essentially, can do it, yeah. Honey. <laughs> exactly. Like, it's um, like the total Jason Voorhees mom thing, and it's just like. So, so like I said, you get this mixture of Lori's stupid nonsense dreams and scenes of Michael Myers walking across fields. <laughs> With a beard. Yeah, so he's just walking across these fields. And then every once in a while, they'll have a scene where he kills a bunch of people, but it really doesn't... There's nobody important. Yeah, it's just like, oh, here's three random characters. We're going to kill them right now. And then we'll go back to what Lori's doing. Oh, she's just having bad dreams. Oh, we'll go back to Michael walking around. Oh, Lori's at a party. Yeah. So Let's it, kill her friends that we don't care about because they're slutty. It was really just all over the place. Um, Lori finds out that she's actually Michael's sister, and all of a sudden she's this huge party animal. Yeah, she she gets drunk and she's like, "I'm not who I was." Yeah. It's like what? So uh, the movie ends with Annie gets killed for real this time. Um, Lori gets taken to this abandoned shack, and Sheriff Brackett goes, and the police surround this, I guess, shack, and they have this... So, in the theatrical version, there's this whole confrontation where Loomis goes in, and he's trying to convince Michael that he has to let Lori go, and Michael attacks Loomis... And Lori's being held down by the child, Michael Myers, but somehow she can't actually move because she's being held down by him. That's weird. And she can somehow see Deborah Myers, too. Which also, it's a different child, Mike Myers. Yeah. Which, like, I guess I get it. Um, she can somehow see Deborah, too. It doesn't really explain. And um, she ends up getting Michael to fall back onto this wall of spikes i think or something like that and then she ends up taking his knife and stabbing him and then she walks out with his mask on Didn't for some loomis, reason loomis died in the yeah uh she walks out with his mask on and then takes it off and like falls down and then she's in a mental hospital at the end and sherry moon walks down with the white horse and she Lori looks up and smiles at her and it ends and the unrated version when Loomis and Michael are fighting, Michael throws Loomis out of the the shack, like, through the wall. Yeah. And he goes out and kills him, and... But he's his mask is off, and you see his face completely. And he says, die, to Loomis, and starts stabbing him. <laughs> and, uh, Lori walks out. Or, the police shoot Michael, and then Lori walks out, and she bends down and picks up Michael's knife and goes over to Loomis like she's going to stab Loomis. And the police shoot her down. But it's like a literally pretty much the ending of Devil's Rejects minus Freebird playing. Where like she's getting shot and it's just slow motion like freeze framing her falling down. <laughs> and yeah, that's Halloween too. I, 
None okay. of it made any goddamn sense. <laughs> the movie was bad. It was yeah. awful. I'm not going to even try to defend anything about the storyline, the acting, any of that. But I will say there were some visually very, very, very cool scenes. And unique. Yeah, absolutely. Mainly the things that Michael Myers sees. Yeah, like the shit that doesn't make any fucking sense to the rest of the movie. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, so beautifully sees... shot. There's like this really cool scene and I made Dylan rewind it and rewatch it when we were watching it because there's like this scene where his he sees his, he's like sees his mother. It shows his mother and the horse, I think, and they're like walking in the dress. And then it shows him sitting at the table, and it's him, like, the full-grown mountain man-looking version of him. And then within him, you see the child, Michael Myers. And it's just, like, this really cool thing, like, that, like, metaphorically, like, that child's still within him somewhere. Yeah. Which was a really cool visual to see, and it was, like, black and white and, like, very, like, high contrast. It was such a fucking cool visual. It was a throwback to, like, old horror movies. The movie sucked balls! Yeah, there was also a scene to... Um, and that's the thing is this whole movie, like stuff like that would happen. I'd be like, all right, this is pretty interesting. This is cool. And then something completely stupid would happen in the mm-hmm. next scene. I'm like, I can't even defend this yes. movie. I would, I was trying. Okay. So I went in this movie. I was trying so hard. I'm like, it can't be as bad as people say it is. I've not seen it. There has to be some redeeming quality. In it. And I'm watching it. And I'm like, oh, this is actually pretty good. I actually really enjoy this. And then the next scene is like completely fucking stupid. Like anything where there's actual acting happening was bad. Yeah. I think. And, it, and I'm not saying that the acting was bad. I think it was poorly written. I think that the storyline was bad. I think the reasoning was bad. I think the horse was bad. The dress was stupid. They should have just left Sherry Moon out of this one. It, I like her, too. I just didn't shouldn't have been in this one. And he shouldn't. He, they should have shaved his beard. Because his beard was hanging out the bottom of the mask at points, and it was weird. So I, I really don't have too much. That's it. That's to all say. I have. Yeah. What do, what do you want to rate Halloween two? One. Okay. I'm also gonna give it a one, and the one point goes solely so cool to visuals. Yeah, it, it had great. There were some unique scenes in it, but I wouldn't even rate them that one point on them as a Halloween movie. It was just if I saw them in any movie, I'd be like, oh, that was well. That done. it was. It was. Yeah. He. They. There were really cool shot visuals. The storyline was trash. The actors forgot how to act. Except for um, um, Daniel Harris. Daniel Harris still did good. And it's Sheriff Brad, Brad Dorff. He yeah, did good too. But this is what I'm going to say. It's like, too, like, the, I understand showing that, that the characters were affected by the events of the first movie and they changed. They did not change realistically. And that is the biggest issue with this yeah. movie is that you hate characters you're supposed to like. Yeah. Literally. Like, well, that's the thing is... Annie went through the same thing Lori did to an extent in the first one. I mean, her parents weren't killed, but she's she's fine. Yeah. And I guess everybody deals with things in different ways, but... It, it wasn't realistic it at wasn't, all. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't... I'm trying to defend something that's really... Yeah, no. It no, was not good. There's no grounds to defend it. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the one. Uh, IMDb has it as a 4.9. We're much meaner than IMDb this week. Usually we're pretty close. I'm curious to see what... Because to my memory from Halloween movies, Resurrection was the worst one. And I had that was before I saw this one. I don't remember how bad Resurrection was. That's the was. one with Coolio? It wasn't Coolio. It was... Um, I thought it, 
LL Cool. No, I thought it was Coolio. Busta Rhymes. Busta Rhymes. Yeah. Uh, that has a four. So this is actually rated lower than Halloween 2. So we'll have to watch that and make our decision. No, I thought it said it had a four point something. 4.0. No, the other one. This 4. one. 4.9. Yeah, so this is rated. So this is rated lower. Yeah. yeah, but this one, if I remember correctly, at least it's funny. It's like, like it's not meant to be funny, but you laugh at it. Like this one, I didn't even laugh at. Yeah. Well, we're gonna cover all of them on the show. I maybe we'll be so ambitious to do it this fall. Yeah. We'll just cruise through the Halloween movies. I always say I'll do it, and then I'm like, I can't watch too much of the same movie. <laughs> Over and over and over. Well, the Halloween movies, I think, are a little different because they they do change quite a bit throughout. I feel like, too, is that they lasted the longest before they got cheesy. Yeah. And then they got cheesy. Um, So that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Uh, You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Horror Haven Podcast, on Twitter at Horror underscore Haven. Give us a review on Apple Podcasts. Or don't. Or you can say that, that you don't like the tone of my voice. You could say that Dylan sounds like a woman because everybody at the drive-thru thinks he does. Yeah, I get called ma'am a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let us know. Yeah, so our next episode, which I'm going to try to have out uh, next week, from a week after this episode comes out, is on All Hallows' Eve and Terrifier, which we covered with our friends John and Becca from Skeleton Rose. And we had some pretty good conversations. It's a little bit of a longer episode, but a good one. There's a lot of good conversation in it, so um, be on the lookout for that. And then we have one more episode before that, and then we're at our 100th episode. Which we still don't know exactly what we're doing. Yeah. So. If you have any suggestions, let us know. I'm rambling, so I'm going to close it out. Have a good night. Don't have a good night. Good night. Oh, good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.